AI Mentors is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting and networking needs. Our podcast, AI Mentors, hosted by Mark Kelly, brings you the leading minds in AI, sharing their story, their success and their advice. Focusing on fast-tracking you to the top, AI Mentors cuts through the hype to help you kickstart your data science career. Today's guest is Jim Harper. Jim is the co-founder and leader of Sound Health. Jim, very welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. It's good to be here with you. Jim, before we get into Sound Health, tell us a little about your background and some of the interesting companies you've worked for. So uh, for 25 years, I've been working to solve very difficult biological measurement problems with the application of new technology. Um, That began uh, in graduate school where I was a biochemistry student at MIT and continued when I worked for 15 years at a place called MIT Lincoln Laboratory. It is a uh, laboratory that was founded for national security in the United States shortly after World War II to reconstitute the radar development that was done during World War II. It has a strong tradition of looking at very weak signals in difficult backgrounds, and that continued through to broader applications, including um, biodefense, forensics, and other applications in biology that I helped them grow and lead. Tell us a little bit about uh, the biological information, what you can actually listen to people's voice and how people can identify the patterns in your speech. And they can actually just tell so much about you. And he gave a really nice example when we were speaking off air, where if your mum or dad, for example, who people who know you well, they can tell if you're a little bit off or you're feeling a little bit like you've got maybe you've got a cold or something. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, I think all of us share this experience of talking to somebody that we know well, and they pick up on things intuitively, um, things like being tired, uh, even feeling down or depressed. And I think what we're what we're intuitively listening to are what we call it sign vocal biomarkers. So when we speak, it's the most complicated thing that we do. It involves almost all of our brain. It involves more muscle bundles, muscle fibers than any other physical action that we do. And it involves a healthy respiratory system. And what we've learned over the last five to 10 years, uh, both work that Sand has done as well as researchers around the world, is that when diseases uh, or changes in physiology affect the function of those systems, the brain, the lungs, and the muscles, those changes are involuntarily reflected in speech in ways that we can pick up on with modern signal processing. And tell us a little bit about uh, working and kind of making the move from academia to industry. And kind of, it's not necessarily a kind of a uh, kind of straightforward transition. And also some of the things that you've experienced and how you've kind of seen and maybe some advice you'd have to some listeners who are maybe a data scientist at the moment or in the world of AI and kind of finding it not as necessarily straightforward as they would have hoped. Yeah. So, you know, again, my path to AI and data science is certainly not traditional, beginning in traditional kind of mechanical engineering and biochemistry. But along the way, I think, you know, one of the the keys to making the move from academics to industry is having the desire and the drive to work on applied problems. So getting beyond the question of, how something happens and really focusing on why does it matter and how is it going to be applied to a real world problem. You know, in academia, you're focused on publishing, you may be focused on, you know, differentiating a technology and describing it for for other people. 
But at the end of the day, the goal is publish or perish. And the, the questions that you ask yourself on the applied and the industry side are, are significantly different. You know, really it boils down to three basic questions, which is, you know, can it be done? Which is where academia and early kind of proof of concept usually stops. The second one is, can it be protected? Um, so really learning to think about your differentiator as something that you can protect with uh, patents or other means to help give you a competitive advantage over others in the field. That's crucial to investing and making sure that you have an opportunity that will last. And finally, um, can it make money? And this is rarely the focus of what you do in, in basic research, but is critical uh, to articulate very clearly. And it's usually related, you know, the can you make money question, thankfully, to does it address a real world problem and will it make a difference in people's lives that motivates them enough to, to pay for a service? So it's really about kind of figuring out the problem you're looking to solve and whether enough the problem is so such a problem that people actually pay money to get rid of it. That's right. And I think beginning with the problem rather than beginning with the technology is one key ingredient to b being successful in industry and in particular in kind of entrepreneurial pursuits. Tell us a little bit about how important it is to love the problem that you're actually working on and the discretionary effort that necessarily comes from that and also the importance of being niche when you're looking to actually solve a problem. Yeah, so loving the problem I find is, is a key differentiator between people who understand how to do data science and apply the methods and people who can really find unique and innovative solutions using those tools to the problems. You know, it's, it's very easy um, to, to not understand variance in a data set if you blindly apply different methods and, and get to a, a result that is good, but not good enough. I, in our, in our realm and what I have found is to understand where your signal lies and how to get at it with the most efficient methods that are most likely to be robust and generalized. Um, in other words, kind of avoiding overtraining on the problem. You really have to understand, in my case, the biology of the disease, how you would expect uh, it to affect the systems of speech and where in the acoustic space it's going to present itself. And so I think when you understand those things and you can understand the, the kind of signals that go into it, you think more holistically about the problem and you tend to find solutions that may not be what the average data scientist without that knowledge would think of. And that speaks a little bit, I think, to what you're talking about, about niche or being between and beyond what other people do. Yeah, and it kind of ties in slightly to my next question of the importance of having really big small data and talk to us a little bit about kind of collecting a lot of data from the individual rather than the other way around. So particularly with a problem like the one Sand is, is trying to solve, which is measuring an individual's health in real time from, from short segments of speech, what you need to build confidence and build performance in those data is not just millions of voices but it's actually for each individual voice, health labels, things that relate to the problem you're trying to solve directly, 
So I'll give an example, something like depression, for which we have now strong evidence of the ability to measure with a few seconds of voice. We need labels in the beginning that correspond to the best validated screens for depression in the clinical setting. So in that example, we uh, went to the effort to collect new small data. And, you know, for us, small is on the order of thousands of individuals with tens of thousands of audio files. But we collected a range of voice samples along with the answers to the PHQ-9 in that session. And that gave us a unique data set that allowed us to account for natural variants in acoustics, uh, natural variants in devices, because we collect these audio on smartphones that you would not get if you were just using, uh, you know, something like call center data or things that you find really designing um, some initial data to create uh, models that you can then kind of extrapolate from. I find has been very crucial to solving these problems. Here at Aldus, we want to make the hiring process easier for all. Whether you're an employer or an aspiring employee, we have the service for you. For full-time work, Aldus will partner with you to find the best person for the position. Using both our network and our rigorous qualification process, we ensure that only the best talent is shortlisted. We will manage the process and work with you to select our most suitable candidate for your organization. We also offer excellent temp hiring services. At Aldus, we provide a great opportunity to help you and our candidate make the right choice. The contract period is one long interview for your full-time opening and the extended experience with our consultant helps you make the best decision. Aldus International is here to quickly help you find the best AI candidate. Our experts stay in close contact with our consultants throughout the duration of the contract, ensuring they have everything they need to get the job done. I'm speaking to Jim Harper, co-founder and leader at Sound and Help, and I'm Mark Kelly, your host of AI Mentors today. Any advice, Jim, that you'd also offer to people who are in the world of machine learning, AI, trying to solve some big problems, but sometimes probably getting stuck in the weeds and uh, find it a little bit more challenging to kind of get the inferences that they'd like? Yeah, you know, to the extent that you have the ability to choose, you know, the problems that you work on, choose something that has a personal connection for you or something that drives you and has, gives you a curiosity to learn more. So for me, again, you know, things like uh, neuroscience, which is where I started my career, I've always been extremely interested in, in making visible and understanding kind of how the brain works and how we can measure it non-invasively. So that gives me a passion that's deep enough to actually read research literature in that area, continue to stay current, and not just focus on the methods themselves. It's, it's you know, serendipity is often what leads you to these really innovative solutions in, in interfaces between disciplines like data science and the real world. And serendipity favors the prepared mind. And if you understand both your methods and the, the underlying issues for the problems that you solve, you're much better positioned to recognize those serendipities of how new methods can be applied to common data to give us unique insight. So, Jim, it's been really helpful because you're, you're showing us that it's important to have a passion about the problem you're trying to solve, be very prepared 
get advice, get some insights, understand the commercial aspects of the business that you're going into because ultimately it has to make a profit because customers have to pay for it. So you're trying to solve a major issue as well. And we've talked about a little bit about your company, but tell us a little bit about the innovation of your company and how good good hearing is something that's going to be changing particularly very fast in the next year or so how sonda help can help with that yeah you know it's it's no surprise i think to you and most of your listeners how rapidly voice interfaces are expanding and being adopted uh, and it's something we anticipated but we're we are even surprised at how many interactions there are there are already almost a billion uh, interactions every day with these voice assistants that's expected to double by 2020 and continue to grow very rapidly from there. And what, what we are really looking at at Sign is the problem that, that the health system and we as individuals face of making health decisions based on too little information. I, I see and often use an analogy that you know, for, for most of us, we're flying blind. We wouldn't leave our garage to drive to work or across country if we didn't have an instrument panel that told us whether our gas tank was almost empty, whether the engine was functioning for fear of having, you know, a disruption, a high cost, low probability event like running out of gas. But we, we don't have anything like that. We have almost no real-time information about our health that we can gather that's quantitative and objective and is linked to ways that we know how to make decisions. I think the best example that we have is something like the clinical thermometer. And so at Sond, what we're trying to do is use devices that we all own, smartphones, smart speakers, to provide new thermometer-like functions that allow us to detect when we have significant changes in our health and to better know what we should do when those occur. Um, So someday, and I think in the near term, we will have measures that are clinically validated and proved for use in medicine around things like depression and Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's detection and symptom progression. But already today, we find measures of sinus congestion, sleepiness, um, motor incoordination, and stress to provide significant early value to people that already, you know, in many cases are trying to track activity and steps we can add and broaden the capability to follow health even in the next few months. I think, I think it's absolutely fascinating how the early detection and the early value that you can generate in the long term by just being proactive and take these things into consideration. Uh, Jim Harper, co-founder and leader of Sunday Health, thank you very much for your time today. Oh, thank you, Mark. It's been a pleasure. Get the Aldous Advantage. Become a member of the Aldous community and enjoy some of the following. AI meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston, and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to all those members. And don't forget our AI in Action podcast. Each week, we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career, and more. Become an Aldous member and get the Aldous advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldous.com. That's www.aldus.com. Aldus International, empowering through AI.